He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag. Good evening, everybody. I know you all missed this face. You know, I'm here. I'm back. It's been a few weeks. Had some things going on. Uh, we're handling some business. And I'm back. Uh, it's good to see everybody. It's good to be back with the crew. JT giving Indy that Colt shoulder. The Colts giving JT that Colt shoulder. 15 days away from Colts football. And I titled this episode this week as AR is cold. Because we definitely saw some good play by AR on Thursday. I know there's a lot of people who are probably skeptical. Uh, a lot of people are trying to create this narrative. Uh, we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it. Uh, tonight's going to be a nice little Q&A. And we're back. Don't call me special guest, man. I built this. Special guest. <laughs> Background created by me. Logos created by me. Videos created by me. <laughs> Even when I wasn't on, I was putting in stuff into the show. <laughs> so I don't know what y'all mean. <laughs> but I, I deserve that. I deserve that. How you doing, Chad? It's good to see you. What's up, Zach? Hey, man. How are you, dude? Good, man. Good, man. Good, good, good. And DeMarco's out there sharing it everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, welcome back, Matt. Welcome back, everybody, for another week of kicking with the crew. It's good to have Matt back. We don't have Damon tonight, and Trev is still out doing his thing. Hopefully, everybody has been good, though. Uh, give me just a second here. I was just going to run through a few of uh, what's been going on in the preseason, obviously. Uh, not too much going on, getting ready for Colts uh, cuts and stuff like that. So, so, so Aaron Rodgers played in his first preseason game since 2018 today. We will say that. 2018 was the last time. Uh, that he played in a preseason game. Uh, threw a touchdown to Garrett Wilson. Was yeah, a singer. I was, uh, I was, telling, I was uh, telling Zach before hey. we came home, man. I was like, I, was like, I they know look Matt. Good. I, mean, yeah, I was going to say, I know Matt hates Aaron Rodgers, but I'm like, if that offense can even be average, the Jets going to be pretty damn solid because that defense, man. <laughs> so I, I really like Brees Hall. I ain't gonna lie. I really like that running back group they got over there. Um, I still, I still don't. I think the jury's still out on the wide receiver room, just because I feel like it's equivalent to what he had in Green Bay. Um, I never said Aaron Rodgers wasn't a good quarterback. I just think he's overrated. No, no, I say you're hate for him. Not oh yeah, I hate him. I hate him. I hate him. But. I mean, I agreed with y'all before. I do think the Jets take a step forward, but I do think they finish either third or fourth in their division because Miami is better than the Jets even with Aaron Rodgers, and Buffalo is better than the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. So, and the Patriots are the Patriots. You don't know what you're going to get out of them. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. I, I think I think the Jets might be better than what I originally thought, and just I don't even think they need much out of the offense. I think they'll be able to stick with. Anybody with that defense, they just they just look pretty good. I mean, obviously, oh, it's, oh, it's the Giants twos, um, but I just I thought they were going to look pretty awful. I do I do like the Jets version of Big Q on the defense. I call him Big Q. That dude's a monster, bro. Oh, that's that's the other Big Q. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, he's a man. Um, 
But real quick here, just want to get through, go through some preseason scores and updates. I know too many people might not care, um, but the Steelers beat the Falcons twenty-one or twenty-four to zero. Colts beat the Eagles twenty-seven to thirteen. Get my AR going on. You know, had to fly on them. <laughs> uh, Lions beat the Panthers twenty-six to seventeen. Titans beat the Patriots uh, twenty-three to seven. Chargers beat the Niners 23-12. Bills beat the Bears 24-21. Packers uh, beat the Seahawks 19-15. Arizona Cardinals beat the Vikings 18-17. Kansas City Chiefs, huge comeback uh, over the Browns 33-32. The Jets are currently playing the Giants 16-17 in the third quarter. Bengals playing the Commanders 14-13. Bucks. My bad, go ahead. Go ahead, uh, go ahead. Bucks playing the Ravens 14-10. Jacksonville Jaguars uh, still playing the Miami Dolphins right now, 17-3. Uh, and the Raiders and the Cowboys just started up not too long ago, but it is 7-0 for the Cowboys. Of- what is left is the Broncos versus the Rams at 6, and the Texans versus the Saints uh, at 5 tomorrow. Hey, speak- speaking of the Dallas, I want to ask a question because I don't know the answer to this. I know during the regular season there's a there's a, a, a wait period on when a player can play when he makes the move to the is that the same during the preseason with Trey same. Lance being traded? Does he also have to wait until next week to be able to play? So he'll be uh, he'll be back up week one. Come week one, like he just can't play in this preseason game. Okay, yeah, for see, the that Cowboys. was my question because it would have had to uh, been before what Tuesday before mm-hmm. for him to be able to play. Okay, um, yeah, that, that's what I thought. I just didn't know if it, it mattered the same during preseason. That's the only thing. Yeah, I don't even know if it would uh would work for a quarterback when you got to learn the playbook as well. I mean, it's it's such a simple it's it could be such a simple playbook though, you know, like simplify it for him just to just to get him on the field. I don't I don't know. I mean, it was two days, so yeah, I agree. That See, I would crazy. say yeah, if he had like Ryan Fitzpatrick that Harvard brain, but watching Trey Lance play football the last few weeks. As long as he's been in San Francisco, I don't know if I would put it. I said this the other day, man. When when you're a quarterback. And you can't be successful in Kyle Shanahan's system. You're not a quarterback. I don't. Kyle Shanahan's system is so quarterback friendly, and the way that team is built, it's so quarterback friendly. Like they, they probably had the most injuries in that quarterback room than any other team in the NFL in the last four years, and they've made three NFC championships within that time frame. So, if you can't do it, I can. I mean, I don't know how you're going to do it over there with Mike McCarthy. I'll say this. I truly feel like he was given the short end of the stick. That being said, that being said, for you football junkies, go look up Trey Lance's stats, career stats so far, and go look look up Akili Smith's stats with the Bengals in 99. They're identical. Trey Lance is Akili Smith. Both teams... So, I don't even know who teams, that is. <laughs> right. Well, he's a guy. he's a guy picked after McNabb. Mm. Okay. So if you know that and you, you want to look that stuff up, uh, I found that stuff mind-blowing. Like, just absolutely mind-blowing to me. I was like, wow. Well, also, another interesting stat for you is uh, Trey Lance is the first top five. Uh, I don't remember if it's at all NFL selection or all quarterback selection, but pretty much first top five player to not last with the same team for more than three years since 1965. What about Jamarcus? That's wild. 
Nah, he stayed with the Raiders for at least like, his rookie contract. Years. Yeah, yeah, at least Trey Lance didn't make it his rookie contract. Yeah. Oh, it was uh no, it was uh to play only five games or less within um, that rookie span. Yeah. Only one in NFL history since uh, So Christina, congratulations on going to your first uh NFL game. They're definitely fun, especially Indy. Uh been to one. Uh it was definitely a fun game. I'll always remember that game. Our old host, Andy, took me to it. Um, and we were down 21 nothing to the Joe Burrow-led Bengals in his rookie year. We came back and won, so I remember that. They're definitely fun. Lucas Oil was bumping, even though it was during COVID, so it was like half-packed stadium. But it was fun. Uh, Chad here says, so AR, dude, can get out of tight spots, uh, but his accuracy is lacking. We all came into this knowing that. I'll be completely honest. Uh, we all knew that he had work to do, especially on those intermediate rhythm throws. So I also don't think a lot of his throws were too far off, as far off as they were. They're still a little off, but not as far as they were. His footwork looked a lot better. He looked a lot less rushed, in my opinion. Um, he didn't look too foot happy. So that's... that's I still want to know he's right-handed. But he has a problem with what lefties have throwing the high ball. Because, you know, you get lefties going like Boomer Esiason, Tua Tunga Viola. Sometimes the That's, ball sometimes the ball projects off like really it's high. Mechanics. It's mechanics. Thing, and like AR, he just throws a high ball. And I'm like, he still Man. has the issue. It's his, it's his footing. It's his footing. Like it's with him, he's so arm talented and so far along arm mechanically. Like usually when you see a guy – who is uh, has like a big arm? They don't necessarily have the arm mechanics that fit it right. Like a Cam Newton, when he drops back, his arm, like Tebow's, used to always drop down he here drops, and yeah. do that loop. Right. And so the AR doesn't have that problem. So for him, it's like I can get the ball pretty much anywhere I want with the flick of a wrist. Look, so look at his feet. Never match what his upper right. body is. Look at, I, I look at his feet. Never. A lot of times that don't match. Look at his feet when he throws those balls that are overthrown, right? His feet are too close together. His back foot's like damn near – like he's standing straight up. He doesn't have his back foot planted the way it's supposed to, and his front foot's not pointing where it's supposed to. So I think when he throws the ball, you know how when he drops back, he's got a wide stance. But then at times when he wants to throw the ball, he that's where the rush comes in, right? Because he's rushing his throw. So when he's rushing his throw, his – his feet are too close. He's got to keep that wide base. It's just a high ball. Like when he misses, he either misses incredibly low or stupid high. And I'm yeah, that's like, footwork. Yeah, that's, like, yeah, that's, that's his footwork. His his whole body needs to be right. in the same. Like the accuracy <sighs> is there. So I'm not going to say his accuracy is lacking. Yeah. No, yeah, can, I, I can agree with you that. You can see where it's at, where the ball's going. It's just his placement. I mean, he, in my opinion, two times Pittman Jr. has caught the ball from him. One was stupid high, and I thought he was going to get him killed. And then one was credibly low, and it screwed up, you know, Pittman's knee. See, I'd love to so. hear from, like, Coach Steichen and AR about the one that he missed high where it was in between traffic that could have got yeah. Pittman killed because I almost felt like he was throwing that ball high because he knew Pittman was going to get killed in, 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 in coverage there. And that could be so it. So that, 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 that was a different one for me. Um, but also just – just thinking about this whole accuracy thing that people are talking about, like, uh, so even if like, like 
I've went back and watched quite a bit of the, the film, or at least I've tried to see as much as I can, and and looking at uh, everybody count the misses or whatever. So even if you look at PFF and see what was accredited, PFF accredited the Colts with three drops. So if you add yep. those three drops to Anthony Richardson's what he had his total, that's nine, nine of seventeen. So that's above fifty percent. And so if you look at some of the other rookies, I think uh, was it Jalen Hurts was sitting about fifty two percent his rookie season. Andrew Luck was sitting about 53% his rookie season. Um, it's just a bunch of other guys that we can rattle off that were sitting around that percentage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like with the accuracy thing, I would be worried about accuracy if he was a pocket passer. Yeah. He's yeah, a dual threat quarterback. So yeah, I'm not worried about like, it nearly as much. I'll be worried about accuracy like three, four years from now if it still is the same as it is his first two years. Here's, here's the way I see it, right? He went – Six for 17, and we put up 17 points in the first half. That's more than our offensive average per game last year. That's facts. We were solid 11 points last year. Yeah, by by going by being <laughs> below 50%, he was able to still move the ball down the field and put points on the board. So, to me, I can get over his individual statistics as long as the offense is moving, right. in my opinion. If the offense is moving – I personally don't care if he throws 52.8% every game this whole year. I really don't. That's not going to bother me. All I care about is if he takes command. I don't want him to stay at 52% his second and third year, but. Right. No one does. Yeah. I it's, a rookie, it's a rookie. Progression. Right. Yeah. Same with me. I don't right. care. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I love what I saw. I love what I saw on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I love what I saw from the offense. Yeah, it was against third stringers, but I don't care. Exactly. So it's like it's also when you think about like if you, if you think about like if, if you think about a sequence in a drive, say he goes first down, and you throw a pass and it's incomplete, right? You're at zero percent. Second pass, you throw it's fifty percent. It's third and five on your second or third down, and he runs for a first down. You can I'm go fifty percent all the I'm way down it. to a touchdown. I'm still throughout a drive. I'm good while completing it. 50% of your passes. Yeah. So the people who want to complain about accuracy and stuff like that, that only speaks for half of the game or not even yeah. half or a quarter of the game for a dual threat quarterback. Like like too many too many people get stuck <laughs> on, you know, what, what the stats look like. Oh, he didn't throw a touchdown all preseason. So what? He moved the ball. He moved the ball. There were only what two drives that he didn't move the ball. Uh, and had, both uh, and both were held all not that's not just Thursday, but I think it was the the week week one. He had one bad drive because of penalties put him backed up. And then he ended up throwing an interception that drive. Then he had the, the first drive. Second drive. On, the second drive, he moved the ball a little bit. Yeah, and then they uh, they kicked a field goal on that one. Yeah, but he still moved yeah. the ball. So then the first drive, again, this past game, he didn't move the ball because of big Q getting penalties. And then after that, he moved the ball. So I'm not concerned. That's two drives out of, what, three quarters of play? No, it was, uh, it, was a total, it was a total of six drives, uh, three scoring drives, three punts. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. It is so, what it is. But that's, I mean, I'll take that. I'll take that. Two, the two were quick back-to-back drives where we didn't really get too much going. And six, dri- uh, and six drives in preseason, our offense put up 20 points. I'm all right with that. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole first also, half, in my opinion. Then you also have the one in the Buffalo Bills game where it should have been a touchdown, but it was a drop. By Alec yeah. Pierce and a missed field goal. 
Right. So. Right. So easily we could have been, you know, six drives, 20 plus points. To me, the offense looks a lot better than it did last year. So that's also Shane's not showing shit during the preseason. Like, right. It's a very simple offense. <laughs> AR literally was all like, hey, do you want me to make this check? And like Shane was like, go ahead because he didn't want to, you know. So I think he wanted to see it. I think he wanted to see if he checked it to the right. Right. I mean, the right check. So I. In my opinion, from what the small – I'm not too hyped right now with AR. I'm not mad at AR. I'm not down on AR. I'm just keeping it in perspective. Like, his legs – he's a definite, definite legit threat with his legs. Um, he makes some incredible throws. I mean, that one to Granson was nuts. That drop to Pierce was nuts. Like, he'll get better with the more reps he gets. I just want to see consistent development. So as long as he does that, I'm happy. Real quick, Chris Chris Kaiser here says Cam Newton body with Lamar with Lamar speed juke with Donovan Mc, Donovan and McNair arm strength equals Madden cheat code. I can lie, bro. The Colts are so much fun to play with on Madden. AR, bro. I love. I run RPOs all day long. R, RPO this, RPO that, and I'm I'm throwing bubble screens, dude. I've never had the RPO bubble screen work in any previous Madden. Oh, it works, dude. He is a cheat code, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, I think I think that would be all right. He, I'm he not. I'm play. not. He 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 has a really good pocket presence. He stays composed. He doesn't get too down on himself. And he he just has fun, man. So, yeah. I also yeah. see like he's made he made some decisions. That, you know, last game that instead of running, he threw the ball. Like I think he was trying to see if he could make the throw. Like he was utilizing preseason the way you should. You're exactly. being a student, seeing what you're capable of doing. I think in a regular season game certain throws like that, he's not going to make them. He's going to run and get the yards because it's there. I mean, he could have gained seven yards on a specific throw that he threw to Kylan Granson. I don't know if you guys saw the play. Um, can't remember exactly what drive it was. It was like first down, though, so it didn't matter. But when rolled out to his – He, like, caught, like, almost off the ground? No, no, no. That was a different play. That was when he was getting tackled. Uh, he rolled out to his left, and he tried to force the ball to Kylan Granson when Kylan was covered, like, completely blanketed. Um, but he could have gained like seven yards off of a run instead, but he decided to throw it. I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't mad at it. It was like it was it was a good try. I think it's I think regular season he runs it. Um, yeah. but that throw to that throw to Colin Granson that wasn't caught. That play just that gave me Andrew Luck like feeling when he threw that ball getting tackled to the ground. I was like, reminded me of that Bengals game when Andrew yeah. Luck was almost <laughs> on the ground. Threw that thing. <laughs> Oh man, I was like, bro, that play. Yeah. yeah, man. So I think I think he'll be all right. I think he has the composure. I think he'll be okay. Um, and we'll see where it goes from there. Um, but I definitely don't think this team will be as bad as what we maybe uh, might have thought from the get go. I still think seven wins. All right, and then uh, Nathan says with pitcher going down, uh, who becomes our second string center. So if anybody wasn't aware. The update was given for Danny Pitzer. Um, he will miss the entire 2023 season with a broken ankle. Um, so with that, I believe uh, the number two center uh, would be Will Fries in the meantime. So be for Isn't right. he the starting right guard? Yeah. Yeah. So then when if, if Ryan so Kelly goes Ryan down, Kelly he'll slide over and someone else will come in the guard. Right, right now it's Carter O'Donnell. 
Connor O'Donnell really stepped up to his play this game versus the Eagles. And the run game, he looked nice. I can't speak on the passing game. But I, no, that, I, to be honest, that old line shocked me versus the Eagles. To be honest, the old the old line, yeah, looked pretty good in both yeah. pass game and but it's second and third stringers. I mean, I get I it. Mean, but the thing is, is you want to see they were bullied. Exactly. Like if you look <laughs> at the if you look at the game versus the Buffalo Bills, I mean, we I I, I think our pass pro has been very solid all preseason yeah. outside of the uh, outside of our backups with Sam and Gardner because they were taking some hits and sacks, but. Any offensive line that has been in with AR, so starting offensive line or some pieces mixed in with backups, I think we have been very solid in. And this game versus the Eagles, like, I mean, normally we get pretty surprised and stuff like that, but I think they've been very solid uh, the entire time that AR was in. And even when Gardner was in there, I believe Gardner went like 9 for 10. And so, I mean, I think I think this offensive line has played a lot better, and I love what uh, Coach Verano has done with these guys. So, what, what um, I wouldn't I really necessarily do? put it as like a simple thing because this is definitely not something that we want because our depth is already thin. But uh, that would be our our backup guard as for right now, Will Fraj. What I truly think about our O line too is that um, it's not like last year when teams could just blitz Matt Ryan all day long, which also made the offensive line look bad. You can't just blitz all day long against AR because AR is going to make you. Make you regret it. Make you pay. Like you look at that play and that blitz that the Eagles threw. Matt Ryan was leaving on a stretcher if that was him. Yeah, and that was he was fumbling it too, and it was getting taken back to the house. Exactly. Yeah. So that's a huge difference that uh that we've seen there. So I was definitely happy to see that because you take that kind of blitz. That's the kind of blitz that knocks you out of field goal range. Um, your team is then down, and you give the ball back to the other team so yeah I, I love to see it man uh chad here says after seeing him in the starters play the first half what do you predict the season record Zach, i'm, I'm still at seven i'm still at seven yeah I, I i'm not i'm not really gonna change it much um I, I I like what we what we've seen, but I still think there's too many unknowns. We still have the JT situation happening. We still have injuries to starting running backs. We still have issues with receivers getting off the ball, uh, being able to get open, being able to catch the ball when they are open, um, or being able to catch contested catches. Because I'm sorry, this is the NFL. That's a contested catch. You got to be able to do that as a wide receiver, especially when you're these when you're the wide receivers that Chris Ballard drafts these big guys. You're drafted because you're expected to catch those contested catches. You can't only have Michael Pittman catching contested catches. You can't. It's Michael Pittman can't do it all by himself. So to me, there's too many questions offensively. Defensively, our secondary still makes me scratch my head. Uh, I still don't know what's happening secondary-wise. Um, front seven, I think, is going to be all right. Uh, but secondary is still a question to me. Uh, and seeing who kicked on Thursdays got me questioning, what the hell's going on? Is Matt Gay going to be our kicker? Uh, we overpaid this guy and he's missed kicks in preseason i I don't know i don't know i still think Um, there's too many unknowns i still think we win four games so i think we're competitive in every game but i have indy winning four just like flat out because i just think we're real young and as matt said too many questions too many questions and not enough answers so for me four games go ahead demarco yeah, I'm, I'm still sticking with mine as well, and I had six games. So, um, I I mean, 
it, it, it's even a little bit more concerning that when you lose O-line depth and, like Matt said, receiver dropping passes and stuff like that. A lot of people have said it's not, like, the biggest deal or whatever. But to me, I just – I'm not sure, man. You've been catching some, some soft-handed passes from – older quarterbacks and stuff like that. And Carson Wentz, yeah, he had a pretty big arm, but it's not like um, it's not like Alec Pierce was going to be one of our big-time guys at that time. Uh, Josh Downs wasn't here as well. So it's just like seeing some of those drops is, is pretty concerning for me. Um, and then the time that, that this defense will need to gel, I think could take too long. You know, like I feel like we could probably start off maybe really slow. Maybe having like one or two wins through halfway through the season, and then get on the little little run towards the end, and then whittle out uh, four or five wins um, to get to to six or seven. Um, but uh, I just think it might take a little while for the defense to get together, and then our secondary um, they've made some mistakes. They've played okay, but it's like from what I've seen with the joint practices when they went up against Devonte Smith and AJ Brown, albeit you're not going to face those guys every single week. We're coming up week one in Jacksonville. We're going to go against Christian Kirk, who killed us. Uh, and also, you're going to have Calvin Ridley over there now. And then we always struggle with tight ends in the past. So, um, they also got their guy back at tight end. So, uh, so yeah, there's some so, concerning things for, for me there. So, I wouldn't necessarily think it changes anything. But I got to set about uh, four to seven wins, six with me. So I'll be I'll be completely honest. I'm looking at I'm looking at the schedule, and the only reason I think it's going to be more than four wins when it comes to what Zach was saying is that there's a there's a stretch there in uh, November that I think is easily winnable for us because we go to Carolina, uh, New England, uh, then we play Tampa Bay, and I think those are three wins that we can easily get. Uh, just because Carolina's in one of those situations where they're still learning New England. I don't know what's going on in New England at this time, you know. So I really think New England's kind of winnable for us. And then Tampa That's Bay. That's in Germany. Okay. And then Tampa Bay is – I forgot that that was in Germany. But, yeah, Tampa Bay is then, you know, it's Tampa Bay and they're starting Baker Mayfield. So – that's a stretch to me that we can easily win three games. I do think we split with Jacksonville and Tennessee. Um, and Houston, I, I think we split with them too. I don't think we sweep anybody. I don't think anybody sweeps anybody this year. I think if we get swept, it's probably going to be by Jacksonville. Yeah, Chad, we're going to have a top five pick next year. That's just not a doubt. It's just what pick be- we get in. It'll be top ten. I don't think it's top five. Yeah, I don't. No, think, I think it's top I don't, five. I don't. I don't think this team is. Top I think five. we're picking three. If, if 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 this team is a top five pick team, Ballard's gone. Two years in a row. Have you? When was the last time you've seen Indy be a top five pick? Two years in a row. Ninety eight, ninety nine. Manning and then Edge. But the only reason why I think they're a top five team is because I think there's. I believe in this defense more than probably most. I've actually been encouraged with the young secondary just because, like, I feel like they're athletic enough and tall enough that they'll figure it out. Um, so I'm sorry. They got, they got beat up on by third stringers. Yeah, but that's that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't, no, no, that doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't give me any, any kind of butterflies or good feelings. That just, that, no, man. Marcus Mariota went down our throats. On the first um, drive, like, well, that's also 
is that play calling? Is that Gus Bradley not showing anything? Like, remember, it is preseason, and they pretty much run the same stuff. But See, that's, that's why. But if you remember last year, that was our defense, too. Yeah, we didn't let True. up a lot of points, but we True. were that bend, don't break. I and mean, I don't, we don't have that experience in the back end to not break when we bend. True. I just feel more confident in defense than I do offensively. So I feel like if we're not going to, if we're only going to pick top five next year, it's because nobody stepped up offensively with the absence of JT. That's why I say that. I think they, I think the Colts will be close in every game. Every game this year will be very close. But I truly think they only win four. I'm, I'm going to take a hot take here. I'm saying Devin Hole is going to step up by about week six. We can hope. One can only hope. Yeah, see, my thing is, is I always name, like, I think the offense will be much better than it was last year. So that's what I think the difference will mainly be. But the problem is, is I think, like, this defense together as a whole, whoever's supposed to be the starters, has played literally about 1% of the snaps together. Yeah. Since, since OTAs. So that's not good as a defense. And that's exactly what that first drive looked like, where you get third stringers driving down your throat. And scoring the touchdown. So the, the the difference in that being is I think it'll take a few weeks for the defense to gel um, so that way they can start coming together and looking like they're supposed to because by that second and third drive, you can start seeing that they looked a bit different, albeit like, like Mariota didn't really do too much in that first drive, and it was just running the ball. There was times where Samson Ibuka got pressure and he was close to getting a, a sack or a knockdown um, pressure on there. Um, but then we had uh, DeForest Buckner was out of his rush lane, and we get a free running quarterback to, to get a first down and stuff like that. And that's things where Buckner hasn't played. He had the foot injury. And so not seeing these guys all together, you can obviously tell they're rusty together, but obviously our, our run defense is still going to be top tier. I mean, you can see the way that comes together. But I think just the whole defense and, and passing defense is going to be something that it might take us a little while to get together. I think I think offense will be okay because you're gonna see we're gonna really we're gonna need to find a way to get some pass rush, man. To be completely honest, I think if we're gonna help that secondary develop, we're gonna need to get some pass rush, and it's gonna have to. We can't just be a straight up front defensive line if we're gonna want to get some pass rush. He's gonna have to get creative. Because I mean, yeah, we got we got Quiddy Pay, but I still question the opposite side of Quiddy Pay. That's you know gonna be consistent enough to to get that pass rush. So that's my problem with Gus. Yeah, I mean, he needs to get creative. I mean, you got to run some stunts. I don't know how often we run stunts. Last year, it didn't look like many. It was like a straight up, just go. Yeah. Uh, Nathan asks if Shaq's going to be ready by week one. I think he will be. It's just a concussion. It's a 10-day protocol, so. Yeah, Shane, uh, Coach Coach Dykin already said that he looks good or whatever, and so uh, that uh, he should be getting cleared off of concussion protocol, and then we got two weeks to get the season going, so. Yep. It should be all right. Uh, Chris Harrison, he questions Quiddy. Uh, I, don't. I don't. He had a solid year last year. Yeah. I think he'll be all right. I also don't, I don't question Quiddy. I think he just needs to stay healthy. Uh, and then we got Colby coming in here. He's saying that the Coles defense is still solid. I think the biggest question mark is who's going to step up at cornerback and safety beyond uh, Kenny Moore and Julian Blackman. Other than that, all right, cool. Talent all over. I like Colby. Colby's a good guy. Um, I do want to say something to this. Uh, 
I still think that we need somebody to step up outside of Moore because Moore is still needs to step up himself. So uh, we need Kenny Moore back from a couple years ago. Yeah, I also I don't have a problem with our safeties. I think our safeties have been very solid. Yeah. I, I think I think Rodney Thomas, the only reason he hasn't played is because they've been trying to get other looks at other safeties. I think Rodney Thomas is that good. Nick Cross has also shown up and played very well um, since getting a chance to be able to play. Uh, my bad, Nathan. I saw your comment about Dakota. I was going to get to that in a second, but yeah, I scrolled off there. Um, but, yeah, and so then uh, I, I don't really like Julian Blackman in coverage too much. He got beat uh, a couple times, so there's something there. But him being a box is something that I'd like to see more. Um, so Julian Blackman's a, a, a zone safety guy. He's that guy that was in the deep third that was sideline to sideline. I don't think Julian Blackman's ever been known to be able to be man-to-man. Exactly. So that's – I mean, he I'm played thinking. nickel for us last year. So that's why I like – I. Yeah, but he was covering tight ends, to be fair. I think it's yeah. doable, though. Yeah, to cover he tight beat, ends. He got beat by a tight end. He, 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 looked, he looked really good last year because Kenny Moore looked terrible last year. That's true. And Nichols. True. So, so, uh, so, yeah, I don't really have too much problem with the safeties. Um, but at cornerback is definitely I agree with you there is that we need to know um, can Dallas Flowers and uh, Daryl Baker Jr., can those two be the guys that are going to step up and play? Um, because obviously we haven't seen Juju Briggs because of injuries. He had the wrist surgery. And obviously when you got the wrist and you're not practicing, uh, your hamstrings are going to go once you start moving and having the sprint move. So he's been dealing with that. Uh, Darius Rush has been here and there. Um, and Jayla Jones has been a solid guy too. But obviously, again, rookies. So agree with you. We're definitely going to need this pass rush to step up. And then uh, at linebacker, I think I think we're solid at linebacker. Obviously, we're going to have some probably some misses and coverages, um, but at linebacker, I think we're solid. I truly think we're solid. And, uh, um, to uh, get to Nathan's question, asking about Dakota Shipley, yeah, yeah, that depth chart don't mean shit until cut day. So <laughs> um, that'll change. Um, right now, he's listed as third string, but I don't even know if he's played in a preseason game this year yeah. because – I I haven't heard him. I have this is the first time I've heard his name. So yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't look too much into that depth chart with things uh going oh. that way. So biggest name cut. Oh, Chris, biggest name cut. Mo Alley Cox. I think Mo Alley Cox is gonna get cut just because Will Mallory uh has popped off. I think Mallory can do everything Mo Ali Cox can do on top of being a better receiving option. So yeah, I, uh, I agree with Mo because I think I think right now uh Jelani, Kylan, Ogletree, and Will Mallory are gonna be those guys. I think so too. Just because they're all incredible pass catchers and dynamic. And Mallory's a hell of a blocker. He does exactly what Mo Ali Cox does. Except for Mo can't, for whatever reason, can't separate and isn't very good in. He's big and slow in the pass game. So, <laughs> but dude's yeah. big and slow. That's why he can't. So I mean, I mean he, yeah. in my opinion, he's a glorified fullback. So yeah, facts. Yeah, I don't know if you guys missed the show last week, uh, but my four were uh, Kylan Granson, Drew Ogletree, 
Jelani Woods and Will Mallory were the four tight ends that were yeah. staying on the roster from uh, what I did. I definitely agree that Mo would be I the don't, big one. Now, you think it's going to be in that order? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You, th- you think Jelani is going to get dropped down to tight end three? Yeah, he doesn't play or practice. Like I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared he might get cut. To be honest with you, like he hasn't. It's been, it's been his hamstring all camp. He's practiced maybe like twice in the last like two, three. Okay, I can see, I can see coming from there. I can see coming from that. I mean, I didn't realize Ogletree had this much love in the Colts building, but Shane all over him. Like Demarco shared, Demarco shared that article earlier in the other chat, and I was all like. Yeah, I, I read a lot about like, Ogletree. I thought he might be tied in three just because I don't like players coming off an of injury. You know, they're super risky, and Indianapolis has terrible luck with guys like that. So that's why I typically don't get hyped. But uh, apparently, sounds like he might be that dude. He he could be him. I mean, if, if things he, go right. If he's healthy, I think he could easily be – I mean, right along with Granted, I'm not – I'm not going to disrespect Kylan Granson. Kylan yeah. Granson may be the little guy in this big tree-ass tight end room, but Kylan Granson is a dog. Dude yeah. gets open. He's available damn near every single day, and he busts his ass, man. I respect the hell out of Kylan Granson because he, he said uh, after his rookie season, I remember him being on a podcast with uh, J.J. Stankovitz and Laura Overton, and he was like, I took it easy on him year one because I was a rookie and whatnot, and he said, now I'm going to start playing with my hair on fire, and dude has done it since year two, so – um, I think Kyler Granson has very openly earned that number one spot. He's been the only guy who's been available. Yeah. Obviously, he doesn't have the upside of a, a Jelani Woods being as big as fast as he is. And Drew Ogletree is number two just because the guy is a Swiss Army knife. You can put him at receiver if you want to. A big-ass receiver over there, tight end. He can block. He can do it all. Um, and the only thing that messed with him was his injury. He was tight end, too, before he got hurt last year. So, I mean, that was OTAs and whatnot, but – I still think uh, that that would be my order, Matt. Yeah, um, because of Jelani Woods's health, but uh, I'm kind of worried that Jelani might not make it with his health, and Mo would end up getting that spot. Because, you know, I don't know if he'll get cut because of his health, though. I mean, I would, I would say that very often. Yeah, I would hope especially not, especially because last year I think Jelani showed enough last year to at least stay on the roster this year, even with the injury. You know. So, because I, I understand that it's a whole new, you know, pretty much a whole new team if you really think about it with Shane and everything and how the system's going to work. But yeah. when you look at last year, which Shane had to do as soon as he came in, he had, he had to have seen what Jelani was able to do at tight end to be able to be like, all right, this guy's going to stay on the roster. And then you look at Mo for the last three years, and you're like, all right, Mo's the guy that's going to go. It might yeah, be. Like, why, why is this guy production? They traded up for Jelani. He's not getting cut after one yeah. year. Like, no, there's no way. Yeah, He's I mean, on 53. I'm just saying I hope not just because it's like every time I see some kind of injury report, it's Jelani Woods isn't practicing again. And it's right. like – and this is a put-up or shut-up league, you know? So it's like right. I am i don't think he'll get cut, but I'm just like if it happened, I'd be surprised, but I'd be like, yeah, see, I saw it coming. Cause the so Chris says he thinks someone will get stashed on IR. I don't think we stash anyone on IR. I think we stash somebody on that uh, – Practice squad. The NLI. <laughs> Someone's going on to NLI. That's my prediction. By Tuesday, by Tuesday, 4 p.m., someone's going to go on that. Yeah, that's it. The NIF. I also love Will uh, Will Mallory. 
Will Mallory. I love Will Mallory. I like watching that dude play football. To me, he's my George Kittle. I like watching that dude play football. If he can stay healthy as well and keep doing what he's doing, if he gets some more playing time, I really like Will Mallory. <laughs> I like Mallory. I like him. Especially being a Miami guy, you know. I'm not, you know? So, uh yeah, I like I like Will Mallory, man. Uh, Nathan was saying uh, maybe Sam bringing Ian Book. He got cut today. Ian Book wow. is garbage. I'm gonna tell Trash. you that. Ian Book is Trash. garbage. And, and and I would say that respectfully. I, I hate I hate when we call players trash, but I'm gonna say trash compared to your contemporaries. He is trash. <laughs> He's hey, trash. You know what? You know what? we can we can go ahead and cut Sam and bring in fucking Wentz and let Wentz be the third string QB. I don't hey, want no, no, I no. Take that. Yeah, no. let me get Wentz. let me get Wentz on a a three hundred and fifty. Are you contract. kidding me? I think Bal, I think Ursay would trade AR <laughs> just because how piss he would get. That, <laughs> that's done. He would just the smell of Carson Wentz in the locker room. I think would cause he would relapse. It, right. <laughs> It might actually open Ursay's eyes again to be like competent and to watch what his damn mouth when he speaks and not ruin relationships with star players. Like, yeah, like I, I'd keep I'd keep Sam. We can we can leave Wentz alone. Man. Yeah, I'm good with Sam. There's no reason to cut Sam. Sam's gone next year well, anyway. Do you think? And then just a little bit of uh, NFL breaking news that just happened. I don't know if too many people know him, but Ryan Jensen. I was pretty much the anchor of the Bucks' offensive line the past few years when they run the Super Bowl run. Uh, he came back from retirement to play with Tom Brady again, and uh, he just got placed on season-ending uh, IR uh, because his injury did not heal completely from his knee. Nice. Sucks for uh, Colorado. Wait, sucks, sucks for that guy, dude. He came out of retirement just to try and come back and make it work. And still hurt him. So just saw that there. And obviously, everybody is saying uh, no wins because nobody wants the the oh yes, oh no plays every uh, two seconds. Get We're gonna get some this year. It just won't be wins. It'll be with AR. I mean, I don't know if I'd be necessarily saying that with AR. You know, it's kind of like. I mean, we're not gonna get no left-handed interceptions, but there's gonna be some boneheaded plays. Like, oh, that's facts. For sure. That's facts. And this, sure. year, this year I can laugh at him instead of being like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, because because yeah. Wentz because Wentz you had this idea, right? Because he was a uh Super Bowl, you know, he was supposed to be MVP. He was the MVP running quarterback and then got hurt, team won the Super Bowl. Frank Wright was the offense coordinator. Then we brought you know Frank here, then we got Wentz, and then so we had this expectation of oh, Wentz is gonna go back to Wentz, and then no. Wentz back went back to North Dakota State. You know what I'm saying, and like forgot how to play football. Chad, I do not want to talk about JT. Fuck that guy. So let's go ahead. Yo, uh, chill, Zach. <laughs> if you are a JT hater, you need to just stop being a Colts fan. Right? I'm not a JT no, hater. No, not I'm, you. I'm just speaking to everybody out there. Me and you already had the conversation, so I know why you stand where you stand. But I, I can't. I can't come. I can't conversate with everybody, but I'm telling you this right now. If you're a JT hater, you need to just leave the fan base. I'm telling you right now, I would love to see JT on this roster. You know, he's requested a trade, and obviously, if you don't want to be here, then I don't want you here. If that's what you truly want, but I can only go off speculation and whatnot. And so, so I want to say, yeah, I want to yeah, say yeah, this. Yeah, Chris, that's exactly why Zach doesn't want him on the roster as well. 
I, would I just say hate this. the drama, dog. I want to say, go ahead, Matt. I want to say this. Yeah, we all hate the drama. That's where Zach was going with that. He hates the drama. We all hate the drama. It's just a distraction. That's all it is. I, I don't think he's traded by Tuesday. He's on this roster by week one. He's not going to get cut. He's not going to get put on this NIF, you know, that we I keep joking about. He's not getting traded. Supposedly, they already declined the offer from Miami. I don't know. Ashley sent that like three days ago, and I haven't seen it anywhere. Because, yeah, I'm not on social media anymore. So I don't know what was – I don't get those Twitter updates like, you know, I used to. Um, but, yeah, so I even looked everywhere. So there's no, there's been no trade yet. The only way we trade with Miami is I truly think if they send us Waddle. That's that's it. And it's not going to happen. So and that's the pipe yeah. dream that Dolphins fans have. Everybody who shares the JT trade and Miami being a JT, they think they're going to have all of their offensive weapons and be so good. Like, right. bro, you're about to tear apart your team if you trade for this guy. Right. Just letting you know. Now, if you look at the tape on Thursday and you see how well that running game looked – Without JT would JT. have 10 yards carry. JT would dominate in this style <laughs> offense with, but just just by seeing the progression of how AR went from like I watched it against the Bills, he was making his decision to hand the ball off too fast or keep it too fast in those RPOs. Bro, Thursday he was holding that shit till the last second, like he was like literally making people freeze. He was freezing the defense. And was doing it like he's been doing it for uh, 10 years. Like, it looked so good on Thursday that, uh, to me, I really think JT would just dominate in this league. Do we so agree? I, I'm going to have to go I out and get the, a deal. Jersey. <laughs> I just think that when you got this guy, I was having a conversation with some people earlier, and obviously some people want JT gone. Some people don't. Some people don't care. I just think that if you trade him, you got to get a haul. Uh, My thing you is, gotta get, you got to get a huge haul back for him. If he's um, going to go, then go. If he's not, then get back in the game. Right. That's my thing. If you're going to get traded, if you're going to leave, leave, dog. Like, no one cares. If you're going to come back, then shut up and play, homie. Ball out on the field stop. and force Indianapolis to pay you. Stop and sitting if, there Stop sitting right. there looking fucking miserable. Stop, and if Indianapolis stop. isn't going to pay you, then guess what? You played, you balled out, you're going to go get your money in free agency. Right. And then Indianapolis never has to, you know, at least you, you went get, out. Or you get franchise you, tagged, and right. then you still get paid. Right. If you get franchise tagged, cool. Because guess what? You're probably going to get, usually, you're either going to get a sweet one-year deal, like they just did with Josh Jacobs and Baker, or or Barkley, not Baker, my bad. Or you're going to end up getting the deal that I want to give JT, which is like a four-year, $14.5 million contract. That's a perfect deal for him. That's what I think. That keeps him happy. JT's a top five running back, in my opinion. And his production of three quality years of putting three quality years of film and production out on the field, I don't know how you can deny the guy that contract. Do I mean, that's my thoughts. It's time for you. The time to be vocal has passed. JT, it's time to put up or shut up or leave. Sit out. That's all I think, I'm asking. I think stop, at this point, stop putting your hand in, in the pool and being like, oh, it's too hot. Oh, it's too cold. Because that gets old. The way I see it is you need to put up and shut up. Like, just at this point, you've made so much 
animosity around everything. There's no way I don't. I don't there's no way these players on this roster are okay with JT right now. No Maybe way. not all of them. No, there's no way they're gonna say it. They're gonna say, "Oh, we're cool, we're cool." There's, I guarantee, <laughs> there's players. I'm sure, they are. Yeah, like, I, I guarantee there's players on this team that are like, "Dude, you're full of shit right now." You can't tell me Deion Jackson wouldn't play for like a three-year, eight million dollar deal. Yeah, but that's Deion Jackson. Deion Jackson didn't lead the league in rushing. Oh what yeah, but he, <laughs> let, let's be let's be fair. JT led the league in rushing when when Derrick Henry missed half a season. I mean, yeah, and, I mean, but he still led the league in rushing, had 18 touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. and one, in one, in one season, in one season, in my opinion, like I get it, you're an elite, you're an elite running back, but at the same time, you're still, you're still in your contract, you still have a year to, to make that money. Yeah, he's, he's. I don't, I don't. Just because you led the league one year doesn't mean that you deserve to, to break the market. Like, why is he short selling himself? He should be like, I'm not signing a deal that way. I hit free agency because I'm popping off, and yeah, then you guys are gonna, know. then you guys are gonna pay me my full bread. Yeah, like, but we don't know. We don't know. We don't know. That's why. That's why I hate the speculation. That's why I hate to assume what he's thinking. That's why I hate to assume what players are thinking. Well, I mean, Just because I've came up with different scenarios and we have no idea what's going on. All I know is the reports have said that JT or no, the Colts are fully expected to give JT a contract and will negotiate with him. They just don't think the time is right right now. And JT, his agent, wants it right right now. So you can't get upset about them wanting to think something versus you thinking something when there's always two guys in the relationship. And it's like we obviously want to choose the side of our team because that's our team. My problem problem is how they've handled this entire situation. So, so but, my issue is is the wanting it now, right? Because here's the thing: I get it. You you led the league in rushing one year, and then you got hurt, and you just got surgery. We can't pay you now. Now, if you did this the year after, you you led the league in rushing, like you just led the league in rushing. You have no injuries. You didn't just have surgery. Sure, I'm paying you right now. But yeah, there, but, but you can't you can't try and force someone to pay you after you just came off ankle injury. You didn't lead the league in rushing. Yeah, I get that, but it's, it's what you like, did for me now, not what you did for me two years ago. Exactly, but what he did also at that time was he put on for his team when he first had the ankle surgery and should have sat out, but kept playing for the team. So it's like, it's like, well, how do you tell a guy like, hey man, I'm a team player. Like I sat here and tried to go out of my way to do it for the guy. Like obviously, I think that he shouldn't have changed his mind from when he said that. Look, I signed the contract. Uh, I'm here with the team, blah blah blah, and then he changed his mind. Like I don't like that either. I also don't like Ursay's comments. So it's no, been no, sides. It's been sides of the party. I'm a fan of the horseshoe, not of a uh, not of Jim Ursay. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Like there's sides of the party that have all been wrong. And again, I think that if Ursay keeps his mouth closed, this is all moving along a lot more smoothly than it is. Um, but I'm just one of those people that. I don't want to see this guy walk away when we easily had a chance to keep him. But I'm also the same guy that if we're going to let the guy walk away, we better get back at King's ransom. My, my issue That's is, just where I'm at. I'm, my issue is, is the way J, not JT, but the way his agent is handling the situation. And then the way Jim Ursay has handled the situation. Because Jim Ursay should have never met with JT to begin with. He should have left it alone. Because at that point... JT was fine. We were just whatever, doing whatever, 
whatever. It was going. You know what I mean? Like, there were no reports about anything. There was no trade talks until after Jim Mercer sat down with JT. And that day should have never happened. Jim Mercer pays too many people to do their jobs, and he ultimately stepped on every single one of them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's why I disagree with Chris here. You say you don't burn bridges for the guy who signed your, your checks, and we have burned plenty of bridges. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, I mean, yeah, exactly. Peyton still don't seem like he want to be recognized as a cold. He claims Denver before he claims Indianapolis. Eric Dickerson don't even act like he's ever even worn the horseshoe. Marshall Falk. Like he, he claims L.A. Marshall Falk. He don't even – I don't think he's as bad as Eric Dickerson, but when you think of Marshall Falk, you think about the Rams. Hey, uh, Johnny, Johnny Unitas. He doesn't. He doesn't claim Indy Annapolis Colts. He claims Baltimore. <laughs> so won't even maybe. won't even won't even associate with Indianapolis. Like and almost thing, that whole roster does that. Yeah, my thing about the the the, the person who signed your checks things is is different in the NFL because you can easily go find another guy to sign you a check. So Facts. that's. I don't know. I'm I'm right in the middle. Uh, I mean, I I don't have no hate for him. I wish all sides would have handled it together. I would love to keep JT, but if we don't keep JT, I need a hole, man. I need an arm. I need a leg. I need a heart transplant. I need a lung. I need a uh, a kidney. I need everything. If we don't let him walk out of the door, and if we take anything less of that, people got to start going. Ursay got to Ursay got to give up the power to the the Colts. Uh, Ballard got to be gone. You you just can't be the guy that's just giving up all pro players. No, facts. That's, that's oh yeah, that's my thing there with that man. See, I don't um, I don't hate JT for the situation, right? Because I keep joking saying I'm gonna trade him in Madden. I haven't traded him yet because I oh, do every year. Oh no! Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I traded, dude. I traded him in twenty three. That's the first thing I did. I was like, nah. So, so I thought nah. about it. I thought about it, but I just I have too much fun with JT and the way they made this run game in Madden twenty four. Like JT is a monster. I have so much fun running with him. Exactly. And then I just I, I thought about trading him, man. I thought about trading a lot of people. Bro, I cut I cut when, Alec Cox. When I play <laughs> Madden, I build around my quarterback. Like I do like my quarterback runs the ball. Like I don't use a running back except for like a lead blocker. Like listen, I, listen that, I have that, that AR, is how I play Madden. AR is number one in passing. Jonathan Taylor is number one in rushing. Jelani Woods is like fifth in receiving, and Alec Pierce is ninth in receiving. So I'll tell you what, I think that's pretty solid. <laughs> That's fair. That's real nice. But, yeah, like, I don't know. I look at the whole JT situation. I just wish everyone handled it better because, like, to me, that's where it starts and ends. Yeah. Like, this whole situation could have been could have been dealt with so much better had everyone sat down and, like, collectively, you know, like, just spoke about it, talked on it, made their stance clear. To face to face, because I mean, ain't no way that agent is saying that to Ballard's face or Ursay's face. And if he is, yo, mad respect for calling it like it is. Like you gotta respect a guy who's able to say it to your face and look you in the eye, even if it pisses you off. So I mean, that's just how I see it. I hate how it how it went down. 
that's my that's my biggest issue. Not JT itself, because I mean I'm to the point where if he plays cool, if he doesn't play cool, whatever happens, happens. Like I've washed my hands of it. But I just hate how every year Indianapolis is like drama city. Drama city, drama city, drama city. It's like Ursa lives for it. Just give me migraines. I just, I, I, th- I think I'm more hurt than anything because I thought JT was gonna, you know, forever be here. Yeah. Because I remember when we first started talking about do we pay him or do we not, and then you know Zach was the only one sitting here saying no, don't pay him, and the rest of us were like, no, nah, we pay this guy, and then we we eventually got Zach on board. I'm only Zach- on board because the QB's cheap. If the QB wasn't cheap and it was like year three of a five year deal. I'd be like, no way in hell I'm paying just am I playing Jonathan Taylor? Like I'm yeah. not doing it. But because like there's a perfect literally, this is like the one circumstance where I truly believe you can afford to pay a guy a four year contract and it perfectly lined up with the team because so many other contracts are expiring and you can still can continue to build around JT right. or AR. And JT is a key cog to do that. This is the one situation where I feel like you have to pay this guy because his development goes hand in hand with AR. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's a valid AR's point development too, because... goes hand in hand with JT. So, like, you almost have to. And the fact that if they don't do it, I think you're doing a definite disservice to the development of Richardson going forward. I wouldn't even necessarily say it goes hand in hand. I think it just makes it a little bit easier because you have to respect both of them so much. I, I think AR's development will, will basically be based off of just of him. Well, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking is what Zach is saying is that you get a rookie quarterback, right? He's essentially here for four years on the cheapest kind of deal that you're going to get for a quarterback, and then you 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 have this elite running back who's due for a contract. So when you look at it at this at this side angle, why not pay him, you know, the four year, fourteen to fifteen million dollar deal when your quarterback is on a rookie deal? Because by the time you got to pay your quarterback, your running back, you can let him go because you already just gave him a second contract. Now he's, he's about old. to be twenty eight and he's old. Yeah, yeah. So now, are you giving so him a cheap two year deal? Yeah. 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 So so now when when you got to sign your quarterback to his big extension, you're drafting Jonathan Taylor's replacement. Yeah. It's yeah. it's essentially the perfect lineup. It's, it's, it's literally like, the it's like perfect. a solar it's like a solar right. eclipse. It doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's gorgeous. And That's it why happen. I'm like, so, why why isn't and nine out of ten times I'm like, I'm never paying a running back. I'll draft one, tag one, and be done. Yeah. But this is that this is that special circumstance where if Indianapolis doesn't get this deal done and he walks or he gets traded, Ballard needs fired yesterday. Yeah. And so that's what brings me to what Chad said here is he'd like to see four to five solid games from him. And that's also what somebody said on Twitter. Uh, I guess they made a prediction about him playing five games and getting paid by week five because he's just balling out. So I think that's totally reasonable. That's I actually I think that's, that's what's what I going to happen. That's what I would have, yeah, that's what I would have liked to see. It just be yeah. one of those situations where JT's like, all right, look, I told y'all I'm not coming back till I'm healthy. Ballard has also said we ain't doing nothing until you're healthy uh, for your for your I sake and for our sake. So it's just like as soon as you're healthy, boom, we're off and moving. And you go off and go crazy, then you get paid. We're happy we're winning. So it's a win-win for everybody. So um, totally agree there. 
And then uh, Tanner King was saying here, if the trade happens, we need a first and a third. In my um, opinion, and no a back player or two seconds and a player. And I totally agree. I'm not letting them walk out the door for anything less than what he just said right there. A first, a third, and a player, two seconds and a player. So if you ain't giving me that, you can get the fuck out of my face. Person. You might get That's two seconds, two thirds, and a player, but you're not hey, getting a first no, round pick. No, 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 Zach, Zach, Zach. I'm not taking <laughs> not, anything. Not say, a fight, fight, man. Exactly, hey, like I said, I got three years of JT. I got him. He's mine. So ain't no might. So if you ain't giving it up, get out of my face. Straight up, dog. I'm going to keep him. JT, you want this $14 million? I got you. Anybody, you're not offering that, then we, we, we ain't talking about nothing. Trey, Trey Lance was traded <laughs> yesterday, but, yeah, 4 fourth. It's a little crazy to me. Yeah. Well, that was because of the fit. I mean, everything he showed on film, I mean, he wasn't going to – I think uh, – who was it? I want to say it was Buffalo – Buffalo offered like a fifth or a sixth round pick and got beat out by the Cowboys for a fourth. So they, there wasn't much value. I'm surprised, for I'm surprised there was even a market. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a market because he's a former first round pick. There's always going to, those guys get more, more chances. It's, than it's crazy though, because you know, you say Cowboys traded for him, right? And then Buffalo was another team that looked to trade for him. So at this point you're like two guys who, two teams that pretty much are set at quarterback. The one team I wish. That, the one team I wish would have traded for Trey Lance because, like, Brian Dayball worked his magic with Allen. That was New York. I wish the Giants would have been like, yo, hey, San Francisco, here's a sixth-round pick. Let me get that Trey Lance because I think Brian Dayball with Trey Lance and his his skill set and ability could have worked magic. Could have, could have been because he's the one guy. Like, I mean, Steichen with AR, jury's still out on that. But I think besides Steichen – Brian Dayball is a quarterback whisperer who who could work wonders. And I think if you put Dayball with Trey Lance together, look out, man. That that would be that'd be fun to watch, in my opinion. I don't really think there's anywhere that Trey Lance can go that somebody can work wonders with him if Kyle Shanahan couldn't work wonders with him. That's that's true, true in my opinion. Because that offense is the most QB friendly offense in the world. Yeah. It's like handoff to the best running back in the league. Throw to the best tight end in the league. Oh, hey, here's Debo. Here's, here's Debo. Yeah, here's uh, uh, the other other dude that they fucking got. I can't think of his name right now. The other I mean, receiver uh, begins with an A, I believe. Uh, Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk, yeah, that dude's solid too. So it's like that's, and then and then not only that, you have a defense that forces turnovers and is a monster of a defense. Like literally. Yeah. Literally the best place to be for a quarterback. Like you made the the last pick of the draft last year, took you to the damn playoffs. Yeah, but took you to the NFC Championship game. But Purdy was. I mean, you guys knew this in the in the group chat. I was all over Brock Purdy from Iowa State. I said that dude's gonna be legit. I talked about it the year before. Um, I didn't think he would be this good, but I thought he'd be a serviceable backup. He's even surpassed my expectation. Like when I saw him at Iowa State, I was all like, geesh, man. But when I found out he was a six year senior, I was like, well, that makes sense. You know, out here, out here tearing up 19 year olds when you're 25. Like, you know, do your thing. But yeah, Purdy was one of those guys just because he's like Aiden O'Connell is this year. Doesn't look the part, but, you know, comes out and plays great. It's only preseason, but like Purdy. If Purdy can get back to how he used to, or 
what he looked like before he tore his UCL, then the Niners are Niners are solid. If if he doesn't though, then you know Sam Darnold. Yeah, who's not much better. <laughs> But then, you know, the Giants really messed up or the, the 49ers really messed up because you gave away a haul. You gave away a huge haul for a guy who is the definition of super mid. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, to get back more of the Colt stuff, uh, okay, if we trade for picks and a player, what position are you looking for? Um, receiver or DB. If we're playing, if we're trading, if if JT is getting traded and it's bona fide happening, I'm taking picks overall. Give me like five picks for Jonathan Taylor. I don't need a player, but if we do have a player and it's like you get two picks and a player, I think it could be like two second round picks and a player. I would prefer a defensive player, somebody in the secondary, whether that's a safety or another corner, just someone who has more game experience. But offensively, I like the running backs we have with Zach Moss, Evan Hall, um, Deion Jackson, and, um, oh, little man, Huntley. Uh, I think that those four could give us something respectable of a run game. Now, will it be as great as it would be with, um, obviously, JT at running back? No, but. I personally believe you you don't need great a super great running back if you have a consistent offensive line and you're able to create a consistent run game. So yeah, see to me JT is a luxury. Exactly, that's I, how I, I view it. I think that's what it is. Is he, he's a luxury in my opinion. So having a guy that can break off that 72 yard run at the end of a game when you're up, you know, 24 to 21, and and it's you know six minutes left, you know, and you don't have to kind of run that four minute offense. And he just breaks off that seventy-two yard touchdown. Uh, you know that's what we'd miss—that type of luxury, right. or that like guy that you know you you throw you want to get into a rhythm early in a game, uh, and it's first drive you throw a screen to him and he takes it sixty-two yards, like things like that. Like yeah, I'm gonna miss if he goes right. Those are the things right. that I'm gonna miss: the excitement that he brings in, things like that. Um, but again, it's a luxury, right? So. Now we've got guys that are going to get that three to three to six yards each, maybe um, if that. Yeah, we have the real meat and potatoes run game. It's a ground. Yeah. It's a ground and pound. If you watch college football, it is Big Ten old school SEC offense, three yards in a cloud of dust in the run game. But I also feel like running back is less important. Before y'all hate me with the JT hate, when you got a guy like AR who's mobile, I honestly feel like a stud running back is less of a priority because it's going to open up it's going to open up everything for the run game and, and to right. me that's why having the luxury of jt still makes sense because if you if jt's already breaking off those home run hits how you know having a guy like ar is just going to make jt break off even more right. but and vice you know, versa and vice versa right so right. and i mean it's just it's just going to help everything um and then Tanner's asking, who do we think should start at running back? To me, if it's not JT, if JT is gone or he's still hurt and he doesn't play by week one, it's going to be Zach Moss. Um, I like Hall. I think he's got a lot of development. I think it's going to be Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. If not, vice versa, it'll be Deion Jackson and then Zach Moss uh, and then Hall. I think Hall moves up the depth chart like Marlon Mack did a few years back. 
Um, if everybody remembers correctly, Marlon Mack was like third or fourth on the, on the depth chart at one point, and every single year he moved up until he took over and then right. went on. So I, I really think that's going to be whole. I don't think he's going to do it as slow as Marlon Mack does. I think he moves up a lot faster because I think this is Zach Moss's last year on a contract. Um, I also think Deion Jackson's on his last year of the contract, or at least he's got two years left. So I do think our running back room gets a little slimmer next offseason where I think Hall does take over quicker. Um, but I do think it's going to be uh, Zach Moss, Deion Jackson, and Hall. Yeah. Um, I'm super high on Hall. Me too. So, me too. So, like, to me, in my opinion, I think it's Zach Moss, Evan Hall, and Deion Jackson. Okay, I, really, I can take that too. Yeah. I really think it's going to be, if JT's not playing, it's going to be Zach Moss, 1A, Evan Hall, 1B, and Deion Jackson, 1B, 1. Like, it's going to be – it's gonna be literally, a rotation. Completely. Literally, like, it's gonna be an open door, and I feel like those three, those three are gonna be that guy. So, to me, it's a collective effort. Um, Brandon here says, "What tight end do we think we're gonna keep?" Well, we said this a little earlier. I think we're all in agreement. It's I think we're gonna keep Kylan Granson, Ogletree, Jelani, and uh, Will Mallory. I think Mo's gonna get cut. Um, I don't think there's any reason to keep five tight ends. I think we're gonna end up keeping four. Yeah, I concur. But I think, yeah, we talked about it earlier, and I think we all were in agreement that those were the, the tight ends we were going to keep. Uh, Chris here says, only home run hitter besides AR. Oh, we don't even really know if AR is going to be a home run hitter yet, but, yeah, I kind of agree there. I think JT has been our only home run hitter for the last couple of years. Well, he is. That's why you got to pay him. Yeah, I think uh, MPJ is perfect for third down. I think that's pretty right. much what he's best at. Um, he's a possession. He's a true possession receiver. Yeah, he I mean, is. He's. He's the Reggie Wayne of 2012 and 2013, right. in my opinion. He's all Mr. Know, Reliable. A guy who I'm excited for and want to see get a bigger role in this offense is Josh Downs. Because, Alex, you know, Alex Pierce like, not a home run hitter? No, no. not yet. He hadn't done not it yet. He will be. I think he, I think he can yeah, get there. he got the speed to do it. If you got the right. speed, you could be a home run hitter. Right. He's, right. Got to, he's got to catch these balls that they are throwing to him. If you're not catching them, you ain't no home run hitter. Dropping crap. Yeah. But I do think a guy who I do think is going to get major love and I hope pops off sooner than later is uh, Josh Downs. I think Josh Downs is, you know. He disappointed me with that drop. He did. But, you know, hey, everyone everyone does drop him because the game before, oh, no, Josh, didn't, Josh didn't drop shit. Like, he was all – he was catching everything. Versus the Bears, I mean, he was in the zone. So, if you can get that consistently what he did versus the, versus the Bears – uh, that's going to be a problem. He He's definitely a problem in a good way. Yeah, what's the name? I don't, I don't know, man. I just get worried about these drops just because it seems like we do it way too often. We do. That's my problem. It's just like, uh, like we had different teams and whatnot or, or different guys. Like last year, Alec Pierce had an issue, and then every once in a while we'll have issues with maybe Pittman will have a drop or something like that. It seemed like consistently – we have a problem with drops. Um, kind of going switching around, just kind of jumping. No one's talked about O line, and it hurts my heart that you know offensive line. I did. Is whoa, you whoa, did. whoa! You I did. did. You whoa. did. I'm talking. I'm talking. People asking questions. No oh. one's talking about like O line, and it hurts my heart. But um, right guard. Um, do you think that? Dalton Reisner even gets signed and plays this year because um, we need to. I am tired dude, of tagging Ursa. Dude is still on, not signed. 
I've been on a page commenting like every, almost every other day, and so have plenty of other Colts fans asking about Dalton Reisman for the Colts to go give him a call. Like, it needs to happen. Like, he's a perennial. I don't think people understand. Like, two years ago, the dude was a, a Pro Bowl. Over the last three three years, his yeah. stats are better than Quentin Nelson. So Yeah, like, I mean, how was this guy unsigned? Indianapolis. Do exactly. yourself a I favor. A, I got a side question. Find that dude, please. You know what channel the uh, USC game is on? Uh, it's on a uh, Pac-12 network. Uh, I had to get on yeah. live sport, my live sports app. Yeah, I think I might have to. Um, but yeah, I, I think we definitely need to go get the guy. And he's even played some center. So why not just get Excellent. the assurance? Why not? I mean, it's going to take a minute because he's got to learn the offense, but. It's not hard to, hey, go block left, hey, double team. Like, you can tell a guy what we're doing. Scrape up to the backer, uh, duo this. I mean, yeah, it's but not the best hard. Thing, the best part about it is, though, he's been around the league, so it shouldn't be hard for him to, you know, learn some different offenses. Oh. Who's going to be the fifth and sixth receiver, Nathan? I have no clue. Um, I think James, be, uh, James Washington could be a guy. But beyond that, maybe Winfrey. I am maybe. Yeah, it's um, gonna be Juwan Winfrey. And Washington. And uh I don't think oh, I thought I thought you guys had outvoted me with Amari Rogers. I maybe. I think we, we did pick Amari Rogers because he's a special teams guy. But I don't think Mike Strawn makes it. Um, yeah, man. That's like, man. they called him Randy Moss 2.0, and he clearly hasn't lived up to that billing. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't think he makes it. Uh, fifth and sixth receiver, we could go get guys whoever the Eagles cut. Honestly, I know that sounds that 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 sucks, but just guys who Shane's familiar with, who's like, hey, I worked with him in the past. He's a good receiver. He'll fit. You know, he knows this or that. Because I feel like once the Colts list their final 53, that's going to change again. It always does. But, you know, that first week to two weeks on Tuesday when, when they come out with it, I think that roster is going to be super fluid for a while just because we're adding talent, taking guys away. So that's a real hard answer. But my two picks are James Washington and Jawan Winfrey just because they've been the only two that I've seen – out of later depth guys that actually contribute. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah I think uh, I'm going to for sure go to Juan Winfrey. I like what I've seen from him. Me too. He's done well. Um, I don't really have an I would, opinion. I, would, I think the fifth and like receivers are, are fucking special teams guys most of the time anyway. So yeah. I don't remember the last time I've seen us line up five receivers. So I <laughs> I would like to say my guy Mike Strong, but he just hasn't done it. He just he just hasn't done it. So uh, I'm gonna pro- I'm gonna go I'm gonna stick with Amari Rogers. That's the one that we that we had uh, when we did the breakdown. So I'm gonna I'm gonna just keep that one for now. So Amari Rogers and Jawan went free, and I think both play special teams. So I think those would be my guys. And you need some good hands teams. Do you think the Colts keep five tight ends and make Ogletree a tight end receiver just because, you know, he can? 
Glad we're in agreement. <laughs> glad we're in agreement on that. <laughs> no, that's crazy. So if you remember the other day, I remember Ashley asked in the group chat, "Do you keep for you know?" I think she said like a six four whatever ratio. She said, and I said keep three. I, I was down for three tight ends, but I'm not going five. That's a little. That's no. I'll go below four, but I'm not going above four. That's insane. It's too many tight ends for no reason. Now this ain't like 1972 where you need seven tight ends to block. Does Kenyon Drake make the roster? No. no, 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 absolutely not. No, no, I haven't seen him do shit. All now, reason. Matt, I brought this up with Demarco earlier. I read some blasphemy that it actually sounds like it might happen. If the Kansas City Chiefs cut Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, do you want Indianapolis to be like, "Hey, yo, dude, come to Indy"? Or are you like, why? Because I would love to see if the Chiefs cut Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but I've seen just because Pacheco and I guess they found another back. Um, is he a guy who you wouldn't want to see the Colts call? Is he one of those guys you're like? I mean, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. You do your due diligence. You give a call. You see what you know what he would sign for, I guess. But I wouldn't like. I'm not going to offer him anything drastic. Oh, neither see, am I. I but I'd, what I'd be worried about is. I don't want the Colts to seem like they're now in a running back rotation like they were as a quarterback. I don't want to become that running back carousel. So we about to be just like we was from like uh, what was it like like two thousand and like eight to like two thousand right after right after like a die left where it was like yeah, eight we years. Didn't have a, just we like, didn't have a running uh, a one hundred yard rusher for like for like eight seasons. Or it was like, like eight that. years of just like weirdness, <laughs> and then old man Frank Gore showed up and ran for a thousand yards. It was like three, I think. <laughs> no, it was a no, long, no, no. A thousand was yards was like, a long time, but a hundred like yard right rusher. After, yeah, a hundred like yard right rusher. After, um, a hundred yard rusher was like three years because Vic Ballard was the last one before Frank Gore. Right, they, it was like, did it. they kept talking about us have not having a uh, a kick return for a touchdown, and then a hundred yard rusher was like two things that so, we had. So a hundred yard rusher was, I think it was two or three seasons because Vic Ballard did it week one of two thousand twelve, and then he one. got and then he got hurt, and then he it was, was like two one. years. I think it was like two year two seasons after that we signed Frank Gore, and he had a few like five because. or six that year. We yeah, all were stupid 12, hype. Twelve really played no defense, bro. Bro, it's it's <laughs> yeah, it's basketball on grass out there. Uh-huh. Yes, about to get they about to get ran up on it. it doesn't it, surprise it, me. <laughs> University spoiled children, USC. Um, but but I don't I don't personally think Clyde Edward Hilaire or whatever the fuck his name is. I don't think he's a guy that you really go out and pursue. I think to me he's he's a guy that's just gonna float around the league. I just look at it like, hey, man, that's another pass catcher. And Shane wants to throw the ball to win. So you can use him, you know, again, I know we have Hall, but Edwards Hilaire might be a little bit more shiftier than Hall, and you can focus Hall on truly running the rock and getting creative with Hall and Edwards Hilaire in the backfield. I would like to develop Hall to be an all-around running back, in my opinion. I don't want – You got to pay for doing that. We don't want to do that. What? We got to pay him more to do that. I ain't about Why that. Why we got to pay him more? He's a rookie. Well, once he hits his contract, once he hits his contract, he's gonna be like JT. Pay me, no son, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> you tote the rock. You don't catch the ball. If I who wanted you to play, if I wanted to play, we're gonna sign Hunt. If yeah. we sign, if we sign Hunt, 
I need to see that because yeah, yeah, I feel too. like uh, I, I don't know where you're hearing this from, but I'm pretty sure this is a false rumor because why would we give JT a Tuesday deadline and then next week sign another running back? Uh, just uh, doesn't really sound too correct. So I think I think that could uh, potentially happen if we trade JT by Tuesday. Yeah, yeah if we trade, well, JT we would have to we would have to already sign Hunt before Tuesday so that they can make proper cuts. That's not true. If he falls, you're gonna, the grass. you're gonna make you're gonna cut your roster down to 53 and then go sign somebody else to cut. Bro, there's gonna be guys who there's gonna be guys sense. who make this. There's gonna be guys who make this he team. Do like, why do you make this team? Only for him to get cut. And then oh yeah, one 100. I get that, but I mean, not this week. It just doesn't make sense to me to do it this week. I would say like, yeah, people are gonna get cut all year long, but is this week cut week or is it next? Week? Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday is oh, cut week. Tuesday is cut. Week. Tuesday. Yeah, fair enough. I thought it was next Tuesday, like no, heading the day it. after the holiday. Pretty sure it's this Tuesday. It is this Tuesday. I'm gonna look at it right now. That's why they gave him the deadline to be this Tuesday. So he has 72 hours. Yeah, fair enough. We shall see. And he hurt himself by saying he wants to go to Miami because now the Colts are like, all right, well, Miami well, better send us everything they have. Absolutely. Shit, I'll, I'll take Tyreek Hill. No, 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 I won't. Give me Christian Watkins. Load that defense up. I'm doing that. <laughs> well, well, I don't know because if we take, if we get, uh, oh no, yeah. you mean Wilkins, right? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, yeah but if we, see, I've thought about that as well because some people say, oh, we should trade him to Kansas City for Chris Jones. But if you take a defensive tackle, then Grover's out. DeForest can play defensive end. No. Oh, he did, he, did it in Oregon. Like, I'm nah, all for nah, nah. So, I have not seen – hold on. He said – Nathan says here, Colts already rejected a trade from Miami. We have that not, I've not seen that repeated – reported anywhere. Yeah, that's a that would, have been, that would have been all over ESPN and NFL, and it's not been anywhere. No, so, so. that was a false rumor. What it is is they're negotiating. Obviously, the Miami Dolphins are like, hey, we'll give you a third-round pick for JT, and the Colts say no. That's not necessarily re- rejecting an offer. That's negotiations. So this is yeah. a false rumor. They're still negotiating, and right now they're currently in a standoff where they're both just sitting where they're at. So uh, both teams, Colts are sitting at first-round pick. Miami is sitting at whatever they offered, and neither team is budging at this point. That's where we're sitting. So unless somebody else pulls the Cleveland Browns and swoops in at the middle of the night to make the trade and give up everything. Miami does have a cap problem. They just don't admit it yet. They're like forty-four million against the cap between this year and next year, and they still got to pay Tua. So um, yeah, they're not in a good situation because they still got Jacecki. No, he's yeah, he's in New England. Mike Jacecki, he signed a big deal with New England. He's a he's out of Miami. So they don't have a tight end anymore. They though. don't have a tight end at all. They're all Waddle. They're all Hill. They're all That's dumb. I like Jacecki. Whoever whoever the third t- receiver is. Um, they I have like no. Zeki. He does that ugly ass gritty. Uh, yeah, the white boy gritty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the white boy gritty. He said last year he was never going to do it again, Demarco. You can't get mad at him. He still you know? do that. He did it in preseason. He did a half one. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for Kirk Cousins to drop the chains again. I mean, he's already on. The sidelines rocking the helmet. So, you know, like, supposedly he shaved his beard and got a shoe man food this year. Nathan, that's another false rumor. 
JT already said he would take less money to go to Miami, less than sixteen million. Yeah, that's a false rumor, Nathan. That's I don't know. False rumor. Miami has twelve million in cap space. Right. So if they were gonna take a running back who would take less, and JT wants sixteen million, JT would then settle for fourteen to go to Miami, right? Josh Jacobs just settled for twelve million. Twelve and a half. In, uh, or, or no, eleven point eight with an yeah. incentive to get to twelve million with the Raiders. So why wouldn't he just accept a trade for twelve million? What's that incentive? What, how cheap you got to uh, be to give a man a two hundred thousand dollar incentive? <laughs> yeah, they gave, yeah, I know the Giants gave Saquon a one million incentive right. for the Giants to right. make the playoffs. The Raiders right. said, "Hey, we'll give you two hundred extra K." Two hundred K. Like how cheap uh, are you? I don't like, even. I, don't, I didn't hear what the incentive on that was. Like, I get being stingy, but like, come on, man! Like, don't be too stingy. I would say, hey, well, hey, well, is, is Jimmy G gonna play or what? Yeah, he's playing. He's playing. Has he? Bro, yeah, this he as a Purdue fan, as a Purdue fan, his backup Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell gonna take his job. No, uh-huh, Jimmy G best not get hurt. He's about to get yeah. Wally pipped, dog. Yeah. Like, no, that's why I said, that's why I said he's gonna take his job. It's gonna be like every year in San Francisco, Jimmy G will be playing well. He takes Jimmy, an injury, and Aiden hey, O'Connell is coming. I need Jimmy G to come to Indianapolis so I know for sure AR's the truth. <laughs> like, because anywhere Jimmy G Jimmy G has gone, they've the gotten, take off. They've gotten a franchise quarterback, Purdy, Raiders, Patriots. Um, so like, I mean, he might be. You plant the seed, you get a, you know, you you get your franchise quarterback. So, so. so he's like he's like a Whitson Hunt. He's a good clipboard guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a Charlie Whitehurst for sure. But, uh, yeah, Nathan, if you're going to listen to any of the uh, rumors or updates on uh, JT, I would say just listen to the, the, the Colts beats writers that are actually co- close to the team. So not the national media, not any of these uh, pages on Twitter and stuff like that. Follow the Colts. Um, media that the Cowboys are not in the same division as the Niners. They're in the same conference, and that happens all the time. But, I mean, you got to get what you can. And for the team in the same conference is offering you a fourth-round pick, for a bus, you take it. In that situation, you take it, especially when you said, "Hey, he's a third stringer," and you dismissed him from practice just so hey, he wasn't going to get uh, You tell me how many third string players at any position that are going for a fourth round pick. Let me know. I'll wait. Um. Um. I don't think there's a one, Demarco. Not off the top of my head. What was his question? How many fourth round? How many third stringers in NFL have gone for a fourth round pick? None. They I don't think it, he might be the first one. He might be. Hey, I was just looking at random stuff today because this is what I do on my Saturdays. When Champ Bailey got dealt from Washington to Denver. What did Denver give up to get him? Did they give up a bunch of picks and and Clinton Portis as well? To be honest, I don't remember, man. Because that was the last time that a running back was traded, like besides McCaffrey, where I think like right, where I think the Hall would be similar to Jonathan Taylor because Denver traded Clinton Portis to Washington for Chan Bailey. 
it was Champ Bailey. It was Champ Bailey in a second round pick. Only a second round pick. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I thought for sure he got more. I thought for sure they got more out of that. If that's the case, then yeah, I don't want to make that trade. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, I need a, I need a, I need a. Uh, what was his name? Uh, Herschel Walker trade. That's what I need if I give up JT. <laughs> that's what I need, bro. Straight up. If you ain't giving me that, don't talk to me. That's hey, what's up, Brian? Good to have you back, Brian. Hey, I want to tell you, uh, I was waiting to see because I didn't have you on Facebook or nothing. I didn't know where you coming from. But your but, boy uh, number 25 for the charge, that your backup running back, that boy's a blazer. I like that dude. Let me know if y'all giving him up because if y'all want JT, we can definitely make something happen with the Chargers, man. Brandon <laughs> Staley still sucks, that boy, yeah, Josh Kelly. That boy, he got the burners, man. I'd, I'd put him in this Colts offense in a heartbeat. So, let me know. Let me know what y'all doing with that boy, Josh Kelly. Josh Kelly, isn't he from UCLA? Running back. Pretty I'm sure he sure. is. I'm not sure, but all I know. I'm is pretty that sure he played for 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 Chip Kelly, UCLA. That, that boy got hot wheels. <laughs> They've got that re- that receiver from TCU or whatever that. Yeah, that kid. I'm not high on Quentin Johnson. I'm really not. No, 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 no. They a running back maybe from TCU who's a kick return punt returner. He took some. That'd be I don't know. that be one of Damon's guys. Right, yeah, that's, a, that's a Damon guy. Damon would know that. Right, he, he took it back versus the Rams, and I was all like, oh, Davis. He said it's Davis. Oh, nice. Nice last name, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Fair enough. Whatever. It sounds like you just docked with another Davis. I mean, that's my last name. So, like, I've always got to, I've always got to represent, like. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, that was, uh, so yeah, man. I, I like I said, I, I need a haul if I give up JT. Um, and then as far as with the Trey Lance deal, you don't see too many third stringers. I don't care what position they play. Uh, you don't. You don't see any. Maybe a wide receiver. I don't even Maybe know. A, a receiver. I think you would. I think you would. I think you'd see a third string wide receiver number four. I don't know you, off top my you, head, man. I'm okay. Not, okay. No, 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 no. I got one. I got one for you. I was about to give you one. Would you give up a fourth round pick right now? Where the Indianapolis Colts? Would you give up a fourth round pick for um, for Tyler Boyd from Cincinnati? Hell a yeah! Rounder? Yes, absolutely. Same thing with Bateman in in uh, Baltimore because he's odd man out because they got yep. Odell Beckham Jr. and Zay Flowers and okay. Sean oh, yeah. Bateman. Oh yeah, I would I would do that in a heartbeat. A fourth round pick. Tyler Boyd has shown that he's a stud. Well, I guess he's a wide receiver too, but you, you yeah. know you got T Higgins. He's a legit one. <laughs> yeah, and Jamar Chase over there. Yeah, Tyler Boyd. Right. I mean, he could come over here, and he's – I'm sorry, one of them dudes we already got is getting benched. Yeah, yeah he's saying. better than anybody – he's but better see, than anybody on the roster. But, see, if you look up Tyler Boyd's stats for that fourth-round pick compared to Trey Lance's stats for that fourth-round pick. Well, yeah, then that's a different forward. story. Right. But, yeah, so – so I guess I guess it could work. Uh, I think Nathan answered answered that question. So it could go either way. I guess uh, me, Matt, and Zach just found a, a player that you can get for a fourth round pick that is going to be a third string. So I guess you can't say it's totally impossible. I mean, but I mean, it's just he would not very many of them that you see. The only difference the only difference between the two is is that 
uh, Tyler Boyd is a third string now. If he came here, he's not. Right. See, it, it, it's, it's, it's you get a higher production from right. Tyler Boyd to for be for a with while. Us. He was a two. I'd like to say he was. He was. The I think he was their one. I think he was. He their was one. their one. And then I think he, he was their one for. He was their one for their year. Until, and then they drafted uh, T Higgins. So AJ and, Green was gone. Yeah. And then T Higgins. And then they drafted T Higgins. And Chase came, and Chase is the one, and Higgins is the two, and Boyd's the old man. Yeah, Brian got all the sleepers in the third. Brian, you'd be playing in an eight man, eight, an eight team league. Half man, he, he getting all the sleepers late. Uh, Nathan, we we were keeping four running backs. Yeah, four. we got four running backs uh, and three yeah, quarterbacks. That, so so. Nathan, to your point, he was a top five pick, but NFL in the NFL he gave you undrafted rookie stats. Yeah. So it's like, what value do you really get outside of him being, like you know, that high? That's why the Buffalo Bills offered a fifth or a sixth round pick because he's still making a lot of money in Kyle Shanahan's system. Which I'm is- sorry, but that is a key factor in this discussion. It is the most quarterback-friendly system and roster in the NFL. I would say Philadelphia. Whatever offense they're running in Philadelphia is pretty, That's pretty close. friendly. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I look I mean, at like, like, like we said, quarterback that works. Like we said, like we said earlier. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. I mean, you, you got CMC that you could hand the ball off to. You could throw it to a top two tight end. You could throw it to a uh, top three wide receiver. You could throw it to his solid wide receiver too in Ayuk. So, I mean, and then you got the solid defense. So, yeah, it's kind of like Philly's kind of built the same way. So, yeah. Hey, Zach, Brian said he was a 12-man league. He was picked number 11. Nice. I did so like what you're, that. So, what you're saying is you were trash last year. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he plays in a different league every year. No, Brian, Brian's, good. Brian's good at fantasy football. I'll say that. I was watch, I'm watching some high school football, and IMG Academy was just up. 17 to 0 in the third quarter. Who are they it playing? Just to the, it just got Bro. to the fourth. It's 17 to 14. Bro, speaking speaking of high school football, Zach sent that Melissa High School football stadium right out here. Dude, yeah. that's nuts. And I, I literally drive past it all the time. Like it's it's so crazy because their one stadium, their old stadium, um, is like right next to a library in Melissa. And we used to go to that library all the time because that's the closest that was the closest library to our house. Right. I thought that was their new stadium. No, no. We the moved when we moved. Right. When we moved here, I drive. I drove past it, you know, because it's like the back way to get that way. And where right. Kathy and Dwayne live, that's the route we take. We drive past Melissa, or we drive through Melissa. We drive past that high school, and bro, that new stadium's as big as the college stadium, dog. It sits eighty-three thousand people. Bro, it's it only sits ten thousand. No way. Maybe it was like $83,000 or whatever. It was $83 million. There it is. $83 million stadium. It's it's 10,000 people. That's 10 times the amount of their student body. Because Melissa is a small town, right? Small, small town. The high school school isn't even bigger than the sports complex that they have. So So what booster? So there's a guy. There's a guy that went to Melissa High School, I guess. He's like rich motherfucker out there he owns this place called the dugout which is like a bar restaurant right and it 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 has like um there's like a restaurant then there's a bar upstairs 
it has they have their own batting cages um and like it's it's insane like i went and i ate there one day for lunch um he invested all this money into the soccer fields and the baseball fields and decided to build this whole complex up and then he invested all this money into the football stadium they're just i guess blessed to have this guy yeah bro and i'm telling you this stadium like I'm going to a Melissa football game this year. I already told my wife I'm going. Like I just want to experience it. Yeah. Huh? William broke his pinky. What? Yeah, he broke his pinky on his throwing hand. Oh. <laughs> there goes his Heisman. And Desmond Howard called it this morning that uh, they were saying can he win back to back Heisman? They say something always goes wrong. Now he got to miss a month. He can tape it up, buddy. Tape it. He can lay it sideways. He'll be fine. Jeez. It's it's. It's crazy too because uh, Allen is down the street too. Allen well, that's High where school. Kyler Murray went like undefeated uh, Allen and High never school, right? Allen yeah. High School, right? Never I, lost a game or whatever in his four years of high that's, school. That's about the same amount of time away from my house going south instead of north, right? Melissa's hey, north, Brian. Allen south, and uh, that was the nicest high school stadium around here. And now Melissa was built. And it's crazy because each ISD has their own like ginormous stadium. So right. each school district has like a ginormous stadium that the schools share outside of their own high school field. Well, Melissa's is bigger than all of the ISD stadiums. Yeah, but doesn't that football team suck? I'm not sure. To be completely honest, they're not. They're about to not do. I doubt it. It's Texas there's... football. If they went somewhere else and played, they'd be really good. Yeah, <laughs> so... no, well, no. I'll tell you what, man. I've seen some of these kids play out here, and it's not Texas football anymore. This is Northeast Dallas, man. This ain't. You're think you're thinking Odessa, like like West. My boy, Texas yeah. West my boy, Texas my boy, my boy, my boy from Willis. Yeah, when they talk that's about coming like... in next year, he had eight touchdowns yesterday. Went crazy. <laughs> I can't wait till my boy DJ Lagway from Willis, Texas. He come to the uh come to the Gators. I can't those, wait. Those are where the good players are. You don't you've never even heard of the town. I have no idea where that town is. Yeah, I can't wait. Why but you but you come around here, all these kids are small and like I don't know. Hey it's Brian, just, I like how you tried to sneak uh Derek Carr in there. Odessa and Booby Miles <laughs> is Texas football. Man, Booby Miles tore his ACL. So. Yeah, that's facts. That's facts. <laughs> Actually, Matthew Stafford is Texas football. Used to be. Used to be. Used to be. Is he I feel from like Texas? Highland yeah. Park. Yeah, he played in Highland Park. Right out uh, East Dallas. In East Dallas. No, Matthew Stafford played so Highland Park. Huh? Same thing with Kershaw. Oh, Didn't him and Kershaw go the same? Same high school? Yeah, there's a Colt who went to Prosper High School. I can't Yo, remember who it was. And that's right down up, to David, I didn't know if you had a question or you were just saying what's up. But what's up, David? What's going on? All I know is, is like, being from, you know, the state of Indiana, you always hear about, like, oh, Texas high school football. And you're like, how? Because, you know, like, in Indiana, we're known for basketball. Like, that's what we get up for. High school basketball is nuts. If you look at like the the ten biggest gymnasiums in our high school gymnasiums in America, Indiana has eight of them bad boys. Yeah, so I was tracking that like so. a lot of sports like college and pro sports don't get scheduled on nights that high school basketball is being played. That's right. what I'm tracking in Indiana. I, I remember yeah. reading that. Yeah, yeah. games, high school games are 
games like IU used to have games uh, that were on Thursday nights and Tuesday nights. Same thing with Purdue. It's still like that here because on Sat on Saturdays and Fridays, usually teams were um, you know playing or there's tournaments going on. Um, See, how concerned are you guys about O line depth with another player being out? I'm very real concerned. Quick, real quick before we get into that, I just want to say because I'm from California. And I don't hear about no other state sports unless it's Florida because California sports is just crazy everywhere. You can go to north, you can New- go to south. It's crazy everywhere. So, so New Jersey, so- New Jersey, man, you're not getting scouted for football unless you play at a private school, like a, a religious school, like, like a Catholic school out there. Like Big Q played at a Catholic school, and I'm pretty sure uh, JT did also. Um but you got to get scholarships to go to those schools. But baseball? Oh, yeah. Baseball? You ain't talking yeah, about see, nothing else. See, California, California, pretty much every sport is huge. So I don't really hear about nothing until, like, unless a player, like, goes somewhere else or something like that. Because they, like, have their, like, you can go somewhere, go to a different place or whatever. Like, you can go to, go to like, Oroville, and you're like, oh, shit, baseball is huge here. Or wrestling's huge here. You go to, like, L.A., Basketball is huge here. Football is huge here. You go to the Bay, you got everything. So it's just like every different area is going to have something. Uh, it's all basketball here in this um, But, yeah, uh, how concerned are you guys about the O-line death with another player being out for a year? So we talked about this a little bit earlier, um, but we're definitely majorly, majorly concerned just because the depth has looked really sketch. Um, as far as all the starters who play with AR, we're not too worried about because our passing grades have been really phenomenal. Our rushing grade was the worry. Um, but we definitely don't want to see more depth keep getting hurt because, like, it's already tough enough. I mean, you look around, depth at pretty much anybody's offensive line is just a struggle. So uh, we're definitely concerned about it. Um, I know me and all of uh, Colts Twitter have been preaching and crying for Dalton Reisner to come to Colts Nation. and He's like the enough statuses that says he wants to be an Indianapolis Colts. So um, we're hoping that we can get some of this checked out least bring a guy in for a visit because we know how Bauer, Ballard does. He's probably going to bring in some guy that we never heard of. So Caleb Williams broke his finger and he's still playing, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah it looked like I he like got that. out and came back. I like that. Put a plus on there. Plus next to his draft stop. Just saying. He's the first I mean, overall pick, so it don't matter. I yeah, doubt he'll I, be. 100%, I doubt he'll be the number one pick. Who you think going number one? I don't know. I don't know, but trends say that every time that a player comes in projected as the number one pick, he's not. The Yo, this is player. this is a quarterback draft, though. Like even better than last year's draft, because they got that Drake kid from UNC. They've got uh, Caleb Williams from USC. They've got a Drake, couple more. Uh, they, so it's uh, Caleb Williams. It's Drake May. It's Bo Nix. It's right. uh, uh, the kid from F- FSU. I'm forgetting his name right now. Um, there's um, also the AR 2.0. Travis. Uh, yeah, Travis. Uh, Randolph. It's not Travis Hunter. It's Travis. Uh, Michael Penix. Uh, yeah, Joe, Michael Mi- Penix J- Joe Milton. Milton from Tennessee. So there's, there's a, a lot of uh, quarterbacks. You don't understand the hype on Drake May? Drake Bro. May is Drake May Bro. is elite. A lot of people were saying that he might be better than Caleb. I think this he's is, better with his legs, but this Caleb's is uh, better with his arm. This is uh, this is, in my opinion, 
Just my opinion. This is this is Patrick Mahomes and Joe Burrow in the same draft. Yep, facts. That, that, that's yeah. that's what this is to me. So whoever you see go first, that's who you're thinking is like who people think will project better for the long future. So like, Arizona's going to get one of them. Yeah, and they're they clearly best not take Marvin Harrison Jr. I'm going to cut the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, I'm. I was not. I'm not happy about that. Like it's like it's tough to think like are they going to be so bad that they get the best quarterback that we're probably thinking and then it's like okay say they just believe in Kyler so they don't uh, take uh, Caleb and they take Marvin Harrison Jr. anyway because they need to receive it just sucks it just sucks that we might miss out on Marvin Harrison Jr. so I'm hoping some, I'm hoping some other receivers go crazy this year just so we we'll feel like we felt this year once. Um, T.J. Stroud committed to the NFL draft, and it was like a big relief that we knew we would get one of those top three guys. I'm hoping that's what it would end up being. Same. But yeah, I'm telling you, man, when I watch Caleb play football, it's it's like how I feel when I watch Patrick Mahomes. I don't know if that will relate to, to, to the NFL, as it does in college, but the dude is good. All right, y'all, I got to work in the morning, so I'm going to get off here. Yeah, I'm about to get off too, man. Yeah. No Go Colts. Peace, love, uh, hot sauce. Appreciate you. Uh, what do you what think? What do you think happens to Taylor now that Jacobs got a new deal? I don't think JT changes his stance at all, to be perfectly honest with you, um, just because of the fact that, like, the running backs all had that montage, little little FaceTime group chat thing that they did. And right after that, Saquon Barkley went and signed his deal. So I, I personally don't think it has any relation I would hope that it would make him think that the running back market ain't going to go crazy as, as much as he thinks, and everybody can just sit down at the table and forget it all. But I don't think it means too much. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to get out of here, too. I'm a little tired. Um, it was great being back on. I missed y'all. Um, a lot of JT talk. Everybody always likes to hear about JT and what's going on with JT. Nobody knows. We're either going to sign him, we're going to trade him, or, you know, he's going to play out the year, hit free agency, or we sign him somewhere in the middle of the year. There's too many scenarios that can happen. AR looking good. Moving forward, I still think we're going to be the same as what we thought we were before preseason. When we made our preseason predictions. I don't really expect any change. So appreciate everybody coming out. Appreciate all the comments. Appreciate all the appreciate questions. Y'all. And y'all was in here tonight. I saw two like weeks. 13 of y'all and stuff. Appreciate y'all. Two weeks. We got Colts football back. 15 days. All right, everybody. Good night and go Colts. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown. Touchdown.